silence was golden. You could raise it down. Because your man is on vacation and your mouth is working. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, December 22nd, 2020. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing good. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take tonight is that the NBA is stupid. Um... Stop. Stop. That's your take. That's it. The NBA is stupid. And I'll tell you why. Uh, The NBA is starting its regular season today after finishing their postseason like a week ago. And it's going to be, it's going to hurt them in their ratings, I think. I think that people are not ready for another NBA season. There's been no offseason. And people are like not going to be excited about it. Um, and I think that the NBA is shooting themselves in the foot because I think even, you know, the diehard NBA fans are going to be like, it's too much of a good thing. And they're not going to be able to have the kind of mental stamina to like follow another season right now. Not uh, not that following an NBA season makes any sense anyway. I have a question real quick. When, when is the NBA season supposed to start? November, early November, like right after Halloween. Okay, so it's still late. And the whole NBA, how late did the did the last season end? So the regular, a regular NBA season is November to June. But they stopped it in March and then started it up again in August or September. And went into the bubble. And finished end of October? End of October. So so they've only had six weeks, I think, of a of a so called off season. The and Lakers I don't know won what the kind of demands that's gonna put on their bodies physically. Right, that's the other thing is the players are gonna be injured. But the Lakers right. like the Lakers won the NBA championship like a week before the Dodgers won the World Series. Exactly. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that that seems stupid but yeah no the nba the nba is stupid that's that's my well i was when you said that initially i thought you were going to be referring to the fact that that also you know the bubble worked so well to the fact that no (laughs) player contracted the coronavirus while in the bubble but then not only are they starting the season really quickly but they're foregoing the the precaution of putting it in a bubble and now teams are traveling from city to city which is like so wait, this worked really well, and now you're going to do a dumb thing when the situation in the world is actually worse than it was when you finished the season, whatever, six weeks ago? So, yeah, I, they're stupid on two counts, if you ask me. Yeah, double stupid. Double stupid, <laughs> dumb dumbs. <laughs> double stupid. All right, also joining us, uh, returning guest, Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Fine, Joel. Thank you. Uh, it's nice to be back and a regular. Um, I was recently going through old items, looking for photographs and such, and I came across two essential items that were kind of, it was like a bunch of pictures that I was looking through, and tucked in with these pictures was a, a Nevermind cassette 
Nirvana Nevermind cassette and a Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, upper deck rookie card. Nice. Just loose, like a valuable baseball card. Both of those are good school. But I was like, these two things personify a person. Like, yeah, I was like immediately thought to like the Twitter, like post four pictures of a movie, like when you were 12 or something like that. And, but you know, like two, two items that would define someone of your generation and geography. And I can't possibly think of two more descript things that sort of summarize my life and time in pop culture moments. <laughs> Also, the most fucking Seattle 1994 that you can find. Which is ironic because I didn't live in Seattle in 1994. Uh, I guess my hot take is I've always been a Seattle fanboy. (laughs) That's awesome. You gotta save that Griffey card. Oh, yeah. I'm so. And the cassette tape, honestly. Do you have anything that can play a cassette? There they are. He's holding them up. Look at that. That's amazing. Yeah, the condition, the, the Griffey card is actually in good condition. I, I, I think it's actually like probably fifty dollar card. Yeah, yeah, no, that's going to be worth something. Here's my question: Not when yeah. society collapses. I mean, in like a thousand years, where they're digging up remnants, they're not going to be like, "Oh, it's a King Griffey rookie card." They're going to be like, "What is this strange photographic idolation?" <laughs> My question is, do you have anything that can play that cassette tape? I, um, actually, you know what? I don't think I have a cassette player. I better go get one, huh? Right. That's the thing. That's the whole archival thing going on. That's the truth, right? If what's yeah. some good of the of what what good is the actual information if you can't access it? It's like all of our information on computers is going to be gone, and like whatever, whenever the singularity or like whatever war destroys all this technological data like everybody's photographs and musical libraries like all pop culture reference for from 2000 on is going to be gone fucking gone well no 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 maybe like four loco cans and like (laughs) toupees and viagra bottles right the vinyl is what's gonna stay the vinyl is what's gonna stay well that's kind of where i've kind of like recently had a similar concept like thought to that like sort of the the collectability of an item like that. Like, it's already kind of a pop culture garbage, you know? It's, like, just put out there. I don't know. So, yeah, I know, like, the, the more present, the better presentation of a vinyl album is going to it's gonna be a lot cooler in 2,000 years when the aliens discover it and they talk about American culture. <laughs> They're like, why did you send us this album with just Chuck Berry on it? Like, you guys have so much better music than Chuck Berry. It seems like you could store way more music than this in like a small microchip. Why would you use this giant object? How would you take this on your hovercraft? Uh, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Joel, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take, congratulations to the 2020 Oregon Ducks, Pac-12 champions, four losses. (laughs) Not even the division champs. They beat USC the after Washington opted out because of coronavirus, because they all had coronavirus. Because of COVID. Which they got from me. Which they got from Thomas Gates. I was making out with the whole UW football team. <laughs> oh, so the stupid, stupid fucking 2020 college football season continues. Oregon going to the Fiesta Bowl against Iowa State. Let's go, Ducks. Way to go. <laughs> Tune Ducks. in for fun. <laughs> exactly. Dog shit. 
Uh, all right, we'll leave that at that. Hey, uh, shout out to everybody who listened to our last week's episodes. Thank you so much. Trying to pull it up. I had it pulled up, and now I'm struggling. Uh, but, you know, you know who you all are. Seattle, Washington. I, I want to give a shout out to my friend who passed away, good, good West Coaster who went East Coast and was worldwide, Sam Jane of Love is Laughter, a bartender at Clem's in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, passed away. Uh, I guess it was early in December, but uh, yeah. So shout out to that dude. He was a good dude. Yeah. Uh, that, and fuck this you, right? Right. Oh, I, I was looking like another good friend of mine died like a calendar year before almost. I'm just like, man, 2020, like the end of 2019 into this far into 2020, have just really been blowing my nuts and not in a good way. That's, not in a good way. <laughs> Well, that that's Clems, Clems in Williamsburg. Yeah. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, shout out to new Twitter followers. Hey, at Tipping Pitches, they've got a baseball podcast that's, you know, better produced than ours, but it's not as funny. But uh, check them out. <laughs> I think it's funny if you say it's funny. No, we have the funniest baseball podcast. <laughs> I have listened to all the baseball podcasts. They are, I listen to are not very funny. No, they're not. They just talk about OPS, and that's super boring. Stop reading Other people's shit. I know how to read a spreadsheet, guys. Everybody knows how to read a spreadsheet. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many podcasts you do about it. OPS is still not an interesting statistic. It's not interesting. <laughs> Stats are interesting to anybody but you. Yeah, like, right. I, I, like, I like when Stats. I initially started appearing on this podcast and I was like, gosh, I have no facts. And you're like, you're good. <laughs> Stats, Stats are only fun to read about. They're not fun to listen to, you know? Right, yeah. Exactly. yeah. But uh, tipping pitches, they're cool. And they had Clinton Yates uh, on their podcast to talk about the Negro League um, being recognized as a major league and Clinton Yates has blocked me on Twitter. So <laughs> why would you I, do to him? I, I think he, I was talking shit about college football. I think I was talking a little too much shit about college football. And he was like, I don't need to listen to some dude named dump on the ump. So he blocked me, which is probably the right thing to do. So good for you. Dump on the ump is a is a wild card. I gotta say that's a wild yeah. card Twitter account, but it's it's consistent. I like I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's good. I think you know it's hard when you know a, a euphemism for shit is in your name. <laughs> People see that as sort of a red flag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I have a shout out to our new Twitter follower at Pigeon Racing Tip. Yeah, like, oh, I was yeah. really fast. <laughs> hey, Mike Tyson. Hey, Mike Tyson. <laughs> it's Mike Tyson's Booner account. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, you can also follow us on Apple iTunes. Uh, subscribe, rate us, review us. Check us out, SoundCloud, Spotify. You can also follow us at Dump on the Ump on Twitter, Instagram, and or Facebook. All right, guys, you ready for the headlines? Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Same you up. I'm up first. <clears throat> this is a good one, Joel. This is near and dear to your heart. 
Chicago White Sox manager and Joel's boy, Tony La Russa. Not my boy. Boy, it's your boy. It's your boy. It's your boy, Tony La Russa. Tony. (laughs) He was sentenced yesterday for his February arrest in Maricopa County, Arizona, for a DUI. He pleaded guilty, and the charge was he pleaded guilty to a reduced charge of reckless driving. Uh, La Russa was sentenced to one day of home detention along with a $1,300 fine and 20 hours of community service. After the sentencing, the White Sox made a press release that said, We understand that people make mistakes and exercise poor judgment in life. In this case, Tony is fortunate his decisions that night did not injure himself or anyone else. We also believe people deserve the opportunity at all points in their lives to improve. Tony knows that there is no safety net below him. There cannot be a third strike. Question. How many strikes are allowed in baseball? Right? How, like, they couldn't fucking help themselves but make a lame-ass fucking baseball metaphor about this? (laughs) That's Joel's taking. What, your metaphor is terrible. Shut up. This press release is pathetic. It is. That's a bad press release. It's so bad. Tony LaRusso wrote that press release himself. Yeah, well, I'm drunk and I'm yeah, well shit faced. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rick Hard is tied to a radiator. Yeah. He, uh, he, Tony LaRusso, I've said before on this podcast, Tony LaRusso gets probably as many strikes as he wants. Or, like, oh no, it was right. equivalent to his World Series victories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like, if your best friend is the owner of the team. He gets as many strikes as he fucking wants. Right. There's no accountability here. I like that, like, that press release, like, you know that an original draft of that press release said, we believe in second chances. And then somebody was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy's already had a second chance and a third chance. And so we can't say that. And so they changed it to, we believe that everyone has a chance to improve themselves, you know, even if it's their fourth chance. Like, at any point in their life, regardless of how many chances they've already had, we believe they can improve. Well, and and this is going to, we're going to come back to this, I think, later in this podcast, but the the big problem with this is how the hell are you going to hold anybody else in the system, in the organization, accountable? Right. If Tony Lelusa is actually not going to be held accountable for his actions, like fuck yeah, Yohan Moncada, he's going to those Indiana strip clubs every fucking night. Because why well, the hell not? Right. But I mean, he doesn't have three World Series championships. <laughs> right. With his eighty-two win St. Louis, God, I hate that team so much. Oh, I hated that. Um, I hate, okay. But they won World Series. They did win World Series. So. <laughs> But I also think, like, you know, to go on a more serious note here, like, let's say that Tony LaRussa maybe is a problem alcoholic, which is possible, and, like, this is basically just condoning that behavior. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, wasn't there some part of the quote, didn't he have a quote talking about how he was, like, Working, at, Joel, you got the quote. Give me yeah, the quote. I got the quote. I got the quote right here. And Sam, uh, I'm going to tee you up on this one. Ready? Yeah. So here's the Larusa quote that we were talking about. Quote, 
I know I don't have a drinking problem. Just like I know I made a serious mistake in February. Where I am right now is to prove I don't have a drinking problem and to prove it every day off the field that I'm going to handle it. Right. You can't say that you don't have a drinking problem and also say, I'm going to handle it. You know, like, <laughs> that is that is something that only someone with a fucking drinking problem says. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 I don't have a drinking problem. I'm going to handle it. Like, I'm going to handle this. I'm switching to only beer. We're only drinking <laughs> beer from now on. Like Only when I'm celebrating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Spring training. <laughs> It's like only when the Anaheim baseball organization is in town. <laughs> only when I make a dollar. <laughs> Good days, bad days. You just, you deserve it. You deserve right. it. Right? You deserve it. Yeah. Well, oh I think, I mean, God. ultimately, on a more, on an actually serious note, Tony LaRusso probably should get the help that he needs, and he, but he's not going to get that from sure. anybody involved yeah. in his professional life because at this point, he's kind of a, I don't know. My serious note you know I'm a union man. He doesn't have a union, but you know I'm a union man. Like, you, you, he what? You don't get fired for getting drunk off, not on the job, right? <laughs> well, he's <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. Here's my butt. But you get fired for breaking the law, right? You do. Yeah, yeah. Right. Also, you know. This happened before he even got hired. Yeah. Like I this, mean, if Tony LaRusso has a drinking problem, in all reality, that's a bigger problem that he needs to address and probably shouldn't be managing a baseball team. I mean, the team that hires him to bring their team to the World Series, their concern has very little to do with the, his health or well-being, whether yeah. that, you know what I mean? So it's not their responsibility to do it. Their responsibility is to get a good face for their franchise. And if that involves firing a guy that drinks too much, then that involves firing a guy that drinks too much. But they don't give a shit if he drinks too much if he doesn't get caught, you know what I mean? Well, and that's why my real anger is at Reinsdorf, not uh, more than Tony Lusa. I think. You know, people keep expecting, like, companies to be anything but accountable to their shareholders, which is not what capitalism is, you know what I mean? Like, the job of a person in, that's the head of a corporation, their main goal, their their like by law, they're required to, to make the company more money. They're required to do everything in their duty to make sure the company makes more money. But that's not what the White Sox are doing. I would actually be happier with the White Sox if I believed that that's what the organization was doing right now. I don't think that's what they're doing. I think it's one old friend doing a favor for another old friend because that old friend knows where you buried that body from 1987 when you were in Jupiter, Florida together. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, well, I, yeah, I can't comment to that because I don't really know the nature of their relationship, but I mean, Wait, no, if, neither they're, do if, I. if they're drinking buddies, then like, maybe he's like, hey, dude, you can't keep getting caught because then we're not going to be able to get wasted. <gasps> yeah, they, they've definitely like buried a hooker together. Like that's that's the nature like of their Trump relationship. Like a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah Donald Trump was there. Yeah. Well, no, he's buried. Yeah, right. Oh, no. Well. What? I'm still here. Sam, can you hear me? Yeah, oh, we. I can hear you. I can, can, oh, we're back. I think it's just my internet. I think my internet's bad going bad because the kids are watching lots of things. Ugh, kids. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. 
So so here's my here's my future hot take before we move on. CC Sabathia, can he manage a baseball team? Um I don't know. Why is he like on the short list? Is that something he's into? No, he's on the wagon. Oh, like does his alcohol problem preclude him from managing a baseball team? He he went to AA. He's got this whole documentary about. I think, how he, I think yeah, that's a Joel and I were discussing his doc, documentary. So yeah, I think that that's a, that's the, the yeah yeah yeah. And like, can, uh, I really like CC Sabathia on Twitter. I always rooted against him when he was on the Yankees. Right, but he's pretty good on Twitter. He seems likable. He seems like he could be a coach, but I don't know yeah. that he has any interest in doing that. And especially, I mean, well, ultimately, you know, like if it's an addict and they have that issue, then their work in, it becomes very difficult to do kind of high stress stuff like that. I think because it's hard to maintain a balance. If you right, can and then you around that culture also. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times that's what sort of you know created the problem. I think if George Bush Jr. can be the president without relapsing, then probably. Yeah, but but Bush, he could not he really be good? the commissioner of baseball. What's that? Yeah, Which but he was not qualified to be the commissioner of baseball. I mean, he wasn't qualified to be the president either. All I'm saying is like... Texas Rangers, if he had been the owner of the Texas Rangers, he would have eventually relapsed. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. I we let's moving on. Moving on. We're gonna All come right, back. Here we go. I got one <laughs> yeah. for you guys. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, the quarterback for the Washington football team, had to apologize today after several Instagram Instagram stories were posted showing him partying maskless at a strip club after Washington's loss to the Seattle Seahawks. From the New York Post. In one story, a woman is sitting on the Washington quarterback's lap with both parties holding wads of cash without masks on. Another story shows five maskless women wearing Washington number seven jerseys, Haskins number, sipping mimosas around a table. Haskins went on Twitter to make an, uh, his apology, saying, I also want to apologize for creating a distraction for my team during our playoff push. I will learn and grow from this and do what's best for the team moving forward. He then immediately made his Twitter account private. The question is, would Dwayne Haskins have been caught hanging out at a strip club if the game had been in Seattle? <laughs> in my experience, strip clubs in Seattle don't allow alcohol, so I've never been to one. <laughs> Maybe I went to one when I was really drunk, but I don't remember very well. Oh. See, like, I still don't... I, I mean, I get it. I get the 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 concept behind it, but the economics of banning alcohol at strip clubs seems insane. Well, essentially, you're still they're still tipping. You know, they're still tipping the dancers, so it shouldn't make any difference from the dancers' perspective. And if they're charging a drink minimum, then they don't have to charge a cover, and they're not overcharging for alcohol. They just charge so uh, much for okay. soda that they make a huge markup on that, and then they can pay everything else with it. And then, the, you know. I think they probably turn a blind eye to people walking around with mini bottles filling up their cokes. Sure, sure, yeah. You make you make your wild turkey with your Dr. Pepper. Your yeah, you do it in the bathroom. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you know, yeah, I don't know. Which is disgusting. Don't do that. By the way, I've done that. I think that the funny. <clears throat> I think that the funny uh, 
I think a couple things about this story. I think the really the funniest thing about it is like we've come so far from like being shocked at like these professional athletes just hanging out at strip clubs all the time that the big story here was not that this like celebrity got all these pictures uh-huh. taken of him at a strip club. It's that like he wasn't wearing a mask. <laughs> like the big story is that he was wasn't wearing a mask. Right. <laughs> I think it's probably the most egregious uh, action involved. I think people have become right. come to the point where they expect that sort of thing for people. I mean, no, totally. I mean, all- and like, I I have nothing against strip clubs or strippers or people who go to strip clubs. Like, I've been to plenty of strip clubs before, but. The point is, uh, not that I go to, uh, just for the record, I don't go to strip clubs all the time. I just want to throw that out there. Guy. <laughs> I mean, the reason is Joel's boy, and, Joel, and Sam goes to a lot of strip clubs. <laughs> I've been to strip clubs three times in my life, twice with Sam. <laughs> um, yeah, well. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving on. I think no, but I think you're right. The point is, is that the, people aren't really surprised by professional right. athletes. Doing the that point kind of is, that is he, that even, that he, but, he's, but he is being socially irresponsible. If Dwayne Haskins right. in, in non-pandemic times wants to go to a, a strip club and they hang out that's with a bunch right. of strippers, that's his goddamn right. He can yeah. do whatever he wants. Right. I mean, that's what everybody's working so hard for. You know, the right to, to go to a strip club whenever you want. But even um, even fifteen, even not even fifteen years ago, even two years ago, a black NFL quarterback has pictures taken of him in a strip club and it's like people are going to be like fired up about it. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, he's not trying to win these games. You know, there'd be like a whole racial thing behind it, I think. But people would have been like, you know, these photos would have still been news for different, for a different reason. And now it's like, Nobody's even bothered to mention that he's at the strip club. It's just that. Wait, so are you arguing this is a sign of progress? I think it is a sign of progress. Oh. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. I agree with you too, but I mean, I also don't. I think you're going to have to go back more than two years. Yeah, maybe more than two years. I just remember. Eight years, eight eight to 10 years ago, you're right. This would be a much bigger story because of Justin being at a strip club. Right. right. And people would be on Fox News being like, this guy, you know, he's supposed to be a role model and blah, 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 you know. What's interesting is if Fox News is talking about it now, talking about how horrible he was for not wearing a mask. Because, you know, like Fox News is so racist. Like they just want to be mean to the black guy. They just want to be mean to the black guy. (laughs) But they also have to peddle the coronavirus as a hoax angle. So how do you balance? They're caught between in a bad thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's known as the Fox it. News paradox, you know? <laughs> That's good. So, so my question, though, is would this be a bigger deal? And this is another paradox, is that the Washington national football team is a shit show of a team. They're not good at football. But they're in first yet, place, right? But they're in first place. At six, the, that's the NFC. Six and eight? Six and eight, I think right. they are. Yeah. They're, t- they're tied, though. They're tied with the Giants, who are also six and eight, I, I think. I they're just... <clears throat> like, do you remember... Dallas is five, eight, and one. <laughs> and I think uh, Philadelphia is, like... Three and nine. <laughs> three, nine and one. Yeah, three and seven or something. I don't know. It's that is. one. That one is so embarrassing. But I don't think Philadelphia is even eliminated. You know what I mean? Like, they still might be able to win the division. 
maybe. I don't know. But it's close. I just, you remember when uh, <clears throat> it was Odell Beckham Jr. and it was the playoffs. He was playing for the Giants. And he, there was like photos of him on Instagram, like partying on Pitbull's yacht on yeah. his off days yeah. the week before a playoff game <clears throat> in Miami. And it was such a big deal. People gave him a lot of shit. Right. For that. And he, like that, that photo that was, essentially. I want to say that was like 2012. I think that was like two years ago. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, like that's the, that ran him out in New York. Like that was the, that was the incident that was like that New York was done with him after that. Yeah. And Odell Beckham Jr. is like the greatest wide receiver of his generation. It could be. I think yeah, he's been, I mean, he's been. I think he gets in his way a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's always kind of stepping on his own way. Pretty sure that's what the New York Post said when they published this article. Oh, New York Post. The dump on the Yelp. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> the dump on the Yelp of Daily Publications. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they also were not hindered by things like facts and statistics. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they're going after a model. <laughs> oh, we're coming after you, New York Post. All right. All right. I think so we've got, we've got a theme. I'm going to try my best at this last headline. So we got a, a little bit of a theme here going of uh, at, uh, celebrity sports figures. Behaving badly. Behaving badly. Yeah. Uh, James Harden of the Houston Rockets has apparently been advocating for a trade during the offseason. Harden has been pushing the Houston front office to trade him to what he considers to be a, con- a contender, which includes the Brooklyn Nets, who won tonight, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Miami Heat, or the Milwaukee Bucks. These revelations come in the shadow of the fallout from last week's expose from ESPN describing how the entire Houston Rockets organization has been bent over backwards for Harden, including giving him extra days off, destroying the NBA's relationship with China, and providing luxury car services to and from strip clubs. Yay! So question... favorite place. Yeah. Thomas, I'm going to toss this to you first. Why do you think James Harden really wants to be traded out of Houston? Um, maybe he and Donald Trump married a stripper. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Well, I don't know. I guess he wants to be a winner. But I don't. You know, I'm the, I'm the wrong person to take that because. Geez, you tell me that the Brooklyn Nets, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Milwaukee Bucks, and I mean, Bucks I guess the Miami Heat were all in compet- you know, competitive ba- basketball teams. I wouldn't have been able to answer that question. I honestly didn't even realize that the season was had ended six weeks ago. Yeah. Time, is, time is relative in this pandemic. So I think James Harden has always seemed like an asshole, and it seems like he just kind of wants to do things that are... Yeah, no, I think James Harden is an asshole, but he's also very, very good at basketball. Sure. And, but, but not, I mean, okay, this is going to sound terrible. I've had a lot of bad takes tonight. He's not that good at basketball. You know, like, 
I don't know much about basketball, but I know that that's a definitely uh Yeah, that's a hot take. That's a hot uh, take. <laughs> he's the, he was the MVP two years ago. Yes. Uh, he wants to get to Brooklyn so he can be with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and, like, win a championship with them. The issue is, like, the Houston Rockets completely changing their team culture to accommodate their star player, James Harden. And, like... Doesn't he and Kyrie play the same position? Yeah, you could play them together. But, again, I, I think, Sam, you've said this all the time. There's only one basketball. Right. But Kevin Durant... (laughs) Is that some like old legend ca- coaching statement like that they say? You gotta like, make your free throw. <laughs> the uh, the thing about if James Harden to goes to the Brooklyn Nets, he's gonna be the third best player on that team. Agreed. And I don't know if yeah. he, I don't know if he could handle that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Here's my thing. Okay, so in 2012, the 2012 Oklahoma City Thunder had Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook right. on that team. And they've all won MVP since then, but they couldn't make that work for many reasons. But one of those reasons was because like those dudes couldn't handle that Kevin Durant was clearly the best player on that team. And Kevin Durant's a big weirdo. Right, with Kevin huge Durant's feet. A big what? He's a weirdo. He's a weird guy. Is he's he? a weird guy, yeah. He's, he's the one who, he, he makes sock puppet Twitter accounts that just say nice things about Kevin Durant on Twitter. That's funny. <laughs> well, I like Kevin Durant. Yeah, I kind of did too. <laughs> like, he'll jump in his own comments being like, actually, Kevin Durant's really great. <laughs> He's such a nice guy. He's crazy. Yeah. What if he's really crazy? Oh, that's just a hard thing with being like a celebrity. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I mean, you can't be a celebrity without being crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Or if you're if you're not, you're gonna go crazy. Even minor celebrities are crazy. Well, I think I think the hard thing is you've got to ignore all the white noise. And but like, I think this is all you get. You don't get anything that's real. Nobody tells you anything that's real. Like everybody's telling you what you want to hear all the time. Everybody. Like maybe your family doesn't. Maybe. But I'm sure Justin Bieber's fucking stupid second cousin that's living in his house tells him all the stupid shit that he wants to hear. Oh, your songs are so great. Oh God, I love your clothes. This is a great fashion line. You know what I mean? Like, no. So even minor celebrities get fucking a bunch of bullshit shoved up their ass. And you can always find somebody. You can always find somebody who's like, yo, do you need, like, a job? Come hang out and tell me how great I am. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll pay you. Yeah, I was like, I, I like, started, I, like, follow some celebrities on Instagram, and it's totally makes my me want to kill myself, because I'm like, you guys are, like, super rich, but you're selling yourself every moment of every day for every anything that you can fucking possibly get. It's, like, so, it's, like, that term thirsty, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, Kylie fucking Jenner is like the grossest person I've ever seen in my life. Like Justin Bieber, these people are just like constantly just selling their, their bullshit. It's just so fuck yourself. 
but, but we create that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think you're, you're on to something. But, but we create that. Oh, yeah, we make commerce yeah. out of people. Yeah. And I think James Harden is, is a part of that culture. But he's also all part of that culture. Yeah. It's like it's it's taken over everything. Everybody's like, we're all driven by money because we live in America where we have to have fucking money to take get health care, to take care of our fucking, to feed our children. You better have a fucking job. We're getting $600 for fucking, like, the, this, the U.S. government is fucking pathetic in its, like, willingness to take care of people. It's, the, we're the richest country in the world. We have the manpower to create so much fucking product for so many different people. Like, if you want money, we'll make money for you. But you better make sure that everybody doesn't fucking die, you stupid idiots. And it's like <laughs> 600 fucking dollars. You're literally murdering people. It's terrifying. The flip side is the always be hustling aspect of exactly. the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Do anything you can for the dollar because this is the only way you're going to get it. Yeah. So that's what James Harden needs to do. Yeah, I can't blame James Harden. Yeah. He's a product of this of this culture. Yeah. Uh, well, that got us to a <laughs> God damn it, Thomas. Okay. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. I got to think of a joke about Tony LaRusso real quick. <laughs> I don't think James Harden Your works boy? in Brooklyn. I'm just going to say it. I don't think he's going to Brooklyn. I don't think anybody in Brooklyn wants him in Brooklyn. Right. <laughs> I think Kevin Durant would be like, no, that guy's a joke. I don't want Right. Him. Well, like, you know, he scores like 50 points a game, but he takes like 75 shots, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. he is... No, I, yeah. He's how like, many times does the... How many trips down the court does the average NBA... You know what I mean? Like, how many 100. Times? Yeah, and that's... 100 possessions. There's only yeah. There's only one basketball, and James Harden needs it every time. Yeah, if I would not it, want. If he shoots it seventy nine percent of the time, that's fucking. You know what I mean? Like that's a. Yep, he needs the ball every time. That's why Chris Paul left Houston. Uh, where is Westbrook now? Is he still in Houston? No. I don't know. I think Leslie Westbrook left Houston again. Like James Harden sucks as a. Person. I don't know him. I've never talked to him. He doesn't answer my phone calls. He's blocked you on Twitter now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but, like, James Hood sucks as a person. Like, I dislike Russell Westbrook as a basketball player because he's super selfish also. But he seems like a very good human being. It's weird because yeah. he talks so much shit, though. Like, even he does talk a lot of shit. Talk, but he talks shit in like kind of a nasty way where you're like, man, you must be really pissing people off when you're doing that. Like, throughout your life, like that one kid who was saying like the meanest shit and was like, yeah. a little, but yeah. still really good. Like, yeah. fuck that. I bet he pissed off so many people in his like basketball career. That kind of makes him funny to me. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree with that. I think, uh, I, so, so Sam, how's Eli doing about the Boston Celtics? Uh, I haven't talked to him about it. I mean, I didn't know that the NBA was coming back this soon yeah. until I, like, texted you <laughs> today. Like, I was shocked I that, they that they were, were back, back so until you started talking about it. <laughs> Come on, guys. Rip City. Go Blazers. <laughs> Go Blazers. Wait, who's Blazers' big guy right now? Damien Lillard still. Oh, he's cool, though. Yeah, no, yeah. I've got his jersey. I should have worn it today. You used to have posters on your wall, Clyde Drexler. Clyde Drexler. I got Clyde Drexler's signature. Duckworth 
Duckworth, was that one? Yeah, I got Kevin Duckworth. I got I got my Trailblazers hat that's got uh, Clyde Drexler, Jerome Cosey, Kevin Duckworth, Cliff Robinson, and Dudley. Oh, nice. on it. The Republican governor, the Republican nominee for the governor of California. No, Oregon. Do you answer? What are, what, what are all those signatures on a hat or something? Yeah. Oh, cool. Was that was that the same lineup from that year of NBA Live that we played all the time? Or what was that? Lovely. Game? Very close. Very close. Yeah. Not, not exactly. It was like those were the four options for to do the two on two. It was like Dudley, <laughs> Duckworth, Cliff. <laughs> And, and uh, that's that's got to be another conversation. We should shut the shit down. But uh, guys, players in video games who are like inexplicably really good in that video game, even I mean, though video games would be a pretty funny podcast. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, because I remember NBA Live '95. Don McLean for the Washington uh, Bullets. <laughs> he hit every 15-foot jumper every damn time. I was unbeatable with Don McLean. <laughs> Where is he now? I don't know. He's probably the Republican representative for, like, Escondido or something like that. I don't know. Didn't he write American Pie? Different Don McLean. Or was it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> John Voight. John Voight. Yeah. No, I think Don McLean. I'm going to Google that. I actually am curious. Because he went to UCLA and he's like a six foot ten white guy. Like, he's the Republican nominee for like. What happened to Bill Walton, dude? That guy's gone off the court. No, no. Bill Walton is one of my favorite human beings in the world right now. Uh, All All right, ladies and gentlemen. We're off the rails. This has been Dump on the Ump. Ostensibly a baseball podcast. We talked a little bit about baseball. We're going to come back to the ongoing, the ballad of fucking Tony Larusa. I swear to God. Don't forget about my DJ LeMahieu prediction at the beginning of the offseason. DJ to the Mets? The Yankees better sign him because he's going to end up across town. DJ to the Mets. That might happen. Oh, if the Mets are the best team in New York City, it's going to be fun and hilarious. What if they get Bauer and uh, Springer and LeMahieu? Well, then Steve Cohen better hide all the bodies. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dumb on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. For Sam and Thomas, my name is Joel. Thank you so much. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. You couldn't see me. Couldn't talk with me. Yeah.